evening. Good evening, fellers. Huh. Ha. Ha. What's the finder? Oh. The finder is... Yeah, it's an Apple thing. It's the Apple brain. It's the brain of your computer. Oh. Okay. I went with no, because I figured if I needed to, I could find it later, but I didn't... Uh, didn't sound like something that I wanted. I guess it's sort of, Zach, like the equivalent of the start menu at this point. Yeah, on a Windows. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. The, the, it allows it, you to find all of the things in your computer. Yeah, the interface is very... It's a lot different, but I think that would be the closest equivalent on a PC. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah, never Don't that drop your curiousness and go home. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. Going home. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh, so did you guys have an exciting day? Hmm? Oh no, just things just kept happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, my daughter hit a hit a um, uh, potty training milestone, so we had to rush to Target to get the the prize that was promised. Oh, excellent! Yep. Nice. What was the prize? Um, her choice of a certain tier of the new Toy Story toys because they are kicking ass at making Toy Story toys this time around. Really? Good for, to go. Like for a lot of money, not the kind of money I'm going to spend on giving a two-year-old a <laughs> gift for <laughs> for pooping. Um, yeah. But for $90, you can get straight up uh, Woody, Buzz, Jesse, Bullseye, Buzz Lightyear. So you can get m- many of the main characters. Like movie quality. Woody's complete in a Woody's Roundup box. Buzz is in that spacecraft hypersleep box. Wow. Dude, excellent. And they and they act as the toys do in the movies. Like Buzz has karate chop action and his wings pop out and his helmet pops back and forth and stuff like that. And there's also a function on the ones that can walk like Buzz where there's some kind of thing where you can set it to like you say something like oh there's a human or something like that and it falls over. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. I want some of those for myself. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's they're they're about 90 bucks each, but the, I mean it seems incredibly high quality. They all come with a stupid certificate of authenticity because people are oh, going to be collecting these as if they'll be worth something in the future. They're not. <laughs> they're going to be worth as much as they are today or less, and that's it. Everyone's looking for the next Beanie Babies. Everyone's looking <laughs> for the, well the, even Beanie Babies did not pay off past 1999. No, if you got on real early, if you got on the Beanie Baby train in like 96, you made some cash. If you were selling, yeah. them. not if you were just getting them, because that was the, the place where everybody went wrong. They bought them and then they had them. Everybody who made money on Beanie Babies got them, went to arts and craft shows and whatever and sold them in little plastic cubes. Beanie Babies. Good old I vaguely remember that. So my computer is doing a weird thing. It won't let me click on any tabs. My, really? uh, yeah. My, so, what? Go ahead. In Safari? I don't use Safari. It's in mm. uh, Chrome. Mm. Wait. There's your, there's your first mistake. What's happening here? Did mm. I go away? You did for a little bit. It re rang. Somehow, hmm. but I could hear you guys the whole time, and then 
What is huh. happening? I don't know. <laughs> Your computer's rebelling. It is. Uh, apparently. I don't understand what this is. I don't either. Okay, I'm answering. Uh, can you hear the music? No. No. Is someone else calling you? Are you getting a spam no, call? It's Henry. Oh. Hmm. Huh. All right. I think you might be tripping because we've been talking for four minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> I must be. I uh, But now I don't have access to the text thing. Over uh, bottom left? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing. It's, it's got a full screen. What if I type? wondering if I do like that? That's weird. Yeah, I can see that now. But I had to I had to change it. So maybe I'll just close this out. <laughs> <laughs> see if that helps. Nope. I've got the, the rainbow ball again. Huh. I don't know. I my computer's stupid. I don't I rarely go on it. Isn't this a new computer? Yeah. Huh. Man. But uh maybe I'm stupid. But that is probably actually it could be. I don't know. It's your life. I have I probably have too many tabs open. Just how many close down some of this shit? How many tabs do you have open? Is it more than like, ten? It's more than ten. Uh, oh, it's your problem. There's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, to say the least, I'm sure. <laughs> That's why anytime I open the dock, it says you're in there. I got it. Man, it's fun, though, to look at all of this shit that I was looking at last time. Sure. And like, well, what is this? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, a couple of times when I got in, uh, really drunk on here and I didn't close off Chrome before I turned off the computer and I turn it back on and I'm like, huh, interesting. <laughs> I pulled out from, from under my wife's butt while we were driving home from, from Target after getting the Woody toy. Um, she was trying to open it, and I was like, "Oh, you're actually sitting on a knife. I can let me get that for you." And so I pulled out this thing because I just cleaned out my car today, so I found some weird stuff. This thing—it's a survival tool. Love them. So already—it's—I it. haven't looked at it real hard. Someone just handed it to me at some point, and then I stuck it somewhere. Anyway, so it's there's a rope, and on one part of the rope is a little like saw knife thing, and on the other part of the rope it's like a bear whistle and I think a hammer of some kind, maybe a compass. Huh. Is there a brand name on this? Can I look for this right now? I don't know. It, the, so the whole thing is a rope. It's 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 a it's a small length of rope. Like if you put your your middle finger up against your thumb, a circle that size of little black rope. Is it knotted? Mm-hmm. Like is it a bracelet? Uh maybe. I don't know. My my hands are always too big for stuff Does like that. Have a plastic clasp on it? No. No bracelet clasp. No, I think you're just supposed to, like, clip it to your backpack. Okay. Is it a length of paracord that could be 20 feet, but it's braided into a thing that's, like, six inches long? No. No. <laughs> Can you send us a picture of this item? At some point, it's still in my car. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anyways, you got this tool. Uh, I don't remember where I was going when I started this. Oh, um, that, whatever you would call that, would be the kind of thing that would be in a tab left open after a very drunk pit of conversation. Mm. 
Yes. Deciding whether to buy the one I have or uh, one that is also a fire starter. (laughs) Yes. You always want the one that's the fire starter. Yeah, even on Survivor now, when they do the fire-making challenge, they use the, the magnesium flint block. Right. Because, yeah, you can't rely on friction anymore these days. Apparently. It used to be really tough doing the fire challenge. It's way easier <laughs> since they had it in the the flint and magnesium. It's like, huh. <laughs> the thing that starts the fire. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah, time was it was it was you had to use friction and stuff, and it was like really really hard. But I guess it would take too long. Yeah. Slash, I guess it wasn't as accessible. It probably hurt people too. Yeah, but you could hurt yourself on the on the flint thing. I've done that <laughs> plenty of yeah. times. You swing a little wildly with your big ass knife while you're trying to, <laughs> trying to make a spark. <laughs> oh god, I don't think I've ever. Swing. Yeah, you just like rub it. Don't you don't you go like ta ta ta? You go ta 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 at the flint, right? I want to know. I've never no no. I mean, you can. That will certainly work. But you could also like doing like you're striking a match. Like the you hold the flint steady, and then you put the blade, the back of your knife on it, and just rub it across it. Oh, you do the back of the knife, not the not the blade. I mean, either one. Okay. both work, but yeah, if you if you use, them, you're less likely to cut yourself. I always went ta 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 with my big Marine Corps knife, and so then uh-huh. over the course of like, especially over a longer trip, over the course of it, it would get sort of the flint would get sort of serrated, and then yep. then I could really get some sparks going because then I'm going, brah, yep, brah. and it's like fireworks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Zach and I went shopping together today for, yeah. Our, yeah. for our upcoming camping trip. And I was going to say, was that code? But it sounds like it wasn't code. No, no. We just went to Costco no. and bought seven things. Yeah. <laughs> because I was, this was, this was something that we had discussed earlier on of like, maybe, maybe we box everybody else out of this shopping trip because we don't want to overbuy. And especially, I think, right. with Zach and I, uh, I don't know about Matt anymore, but with Zach and I being the two who are watching our diets, too. Sure. Like, ah, yeah. <laughs> look at the big um, cardboard box full of goldfish. That would be delicious. But let's not uh. buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the exact things I said was, I'll... If all there are are baby carrots, I'll happily eat the baby carrots and be happy. But if I can choose between carrots, goldfish, crackers, you know, muffins, all that, well, the carrots are going to end up going last, (laughs) especially once I start drinking. Sure. Yeah. That's how that usually goes in real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. That was was fun, though. I was glad that Zach and I were sort of there. Like, it it just occasionally be like, should we get this? And then we'd go, huh? No. Are we are we going to miss it if it's not there? <laughs> we're going to miss it. almost always no. Yeah. So we bought hot dogs, baby carrots, three bottles of whiskey, um, and trail mix. I think yes. that's all we got for the trip. Yep. Yes. So we're, how long of a trip is it? It's, it's a whole weekend. It's like however long we make it. I think the reservation sag is what, four days, six days? <laughs> it's it's uh, like six days, yeah. It's technically Thursday to Tuesday. Yeah. Are you going to fish while you're there? 
No, no, it's on Probably the beach. Probably not. Yeah. You don't fish? Not fishers? Uh, we tried crabbing off the pier at the cement ship once, but then a bird got wise to my crabbing net and broke it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, Matt was bringing up fishing, but I don't... I don't we've never Matt, really fished. He brings up fishing every time we go, and we never do it. Yeah. What, uh... So how do you occupy your time, then? Uh, drinking and games and naps. Drinking board games, naps, okay. sitting on the beach a little bit. Yeah, there used to be a lot more like get up, um, have breakfast, maybe drink a little bit, and then go to the beach. Um, mm-hmm. Our friend Matt take a four-hour nap while me, CJ, and our other friend Brian uh, spend two or three hours in the water and then like play frisbee or build sandcastles. But then it turned into just a lot of really heavy drinking after breakfast. Yes. Passing out on the beach. And then maybe if we felt up to it, playing frisbee or, you know, trying to bury Matt while he slept through everything. Mm -hmm. uh, That sounds very fun. (laughs) But I I don't know. We're older now, so I don't know if we're going to be able to drink as heavily as we used to. Well, you're going to be able to at least one of the days, and then you'll know the next day if that's the thing you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, that's also why I'm bringing uh, at least one energy drink per day worth. Oh, sure, sure. Because, I mean, you know, six, seven years ago, the last time we did it, I would not have needed, I never needed energy drinks. But now it's like, if I'm hungover, I'm going to need one, or I'm going to be laying down until noon. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And water and Gatorade too, or no? Do we not? Oh, I mean, water. I, yeah, I, I'm good buying some vitamin waters too, but mostly just going to be gallons and gallons and gallons of water. Yeah, I think I'll treat it like gotcha. I treat most most of every day in my life, where the only liquids I take in are energy drinks, water, beer, and whiskey. Yes. And where are you guys going? You're going to um, Santa Cruz area. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that that sounds. We should do a podcast from the wilderness. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like it like could go be... up to the forest one 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 time and record it. Mm-hmm. I feel like beach would might be a little bit too windy and sandy. Well, it depends. probably. It, yeah, it depends. I have not actually. They have been... microphone covers that you can get for the beach. That's it's... true. The stolic fur things and shit. I haven't actually looked at the weather report. Uh, it's going to be cold. Oh yeah, last time I saw <laughs> it, it be uh, high sixties, low seventies. Yep. The highest I'm seeing is seventy-one all weekend long. Oh man, that sounds lovely. When are you guys going? Uh, I'm going up Thursday night after work. Zach's going up Friday afternoon. Yes. And you have tents? Or are you just going to under the stars it? Oh, no, no, no. Tents. <laughs> Definitely tents, tents. Especially there. <laughs> Especially with the weather, it's probably going to be kind of misty in the morning. Oh, it's very wet. It, yeah, it might even rain. 
It's yeah, it's by the water. It might even rain. It could rain. It, it's there's not a high. Let me check precipitation. Yeah, there's not a high probability, but it just sort of in the mornings, especially that close to the Everything ocean. It's like wet. it's like it's like Seattle, or it doesn't actually rain in Seattle. Yeah. Suddenly the the air is wet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like you're in a cloud. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's how that's how Santa Cruz is in the mornings. Yeah, but yeah, we're gonna have an. Ex- an excessive amount of tents, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sounding that way. I think I'm not bringing my foreman in addition to the rest of the stuff. But, I would just say, yeah. like, depending on the room, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to raid my mom's camping stuff on uh, Wednesday, I think. Whenever the 28th oh, is. Oh, okay. <laughs> All I know is that she's... We have a, a four-day camping trip planned with her family. Cheese. With cheese? Wait, what did you say? You have a four-day trip with her family with cheese? No, I thought you just said something about the cheese. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know. My brain is with gone tonight. Her, we're going to Pinecrest. Uh, I love it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which do you know I, what, what area of Pinecrest? Nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I do not. He, they've, they've already got the site reserved. So, okay. But uh, I should probably figure that out. That's my big backpacking place. Not quite Pinecrest, but uh, just outside of Strawberry. There's some awesome, mm-hmm. awesome walk-in camping along the river up there in Strawberry. Yeah, that's, that, that area is it's so, it's so nice. It's just nice. It, it really is, yeah. Something's. Cool. I, uh, I have never gone camping without the use of, of uh, excessive amount, amounts of marijuana. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That'll so be interesting. interesting. Yeah. And her parents don't drink, but her brothers do. So we're probably going to bring some, some alcohol. There you go. But they're it's probably not be the same. like yeah. Everybody's not going to be day drinking all the damn time. But they're probably early to bed. Her parents, I would imagine. Probably, probably. So you get some nice, some nice heavy drinking time when everyone else has gone to bed, sitting around the campfire. Yeah. Well, and he like they've sort of come around and uh, are cool with it now. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, so it's still going to be awkward. But I'm going to be like, no, let's have some motherfucking whiskey. Well, at your James, at your thirtieth birthday party, your thirtieth surprise party, right? Yeah, I remember that. I didn't know anything about Jenny's family. Didn't know she <laughs> came from Mormons or anything. All I knew was surprise barbecue party in the backyard of the Keys house. So on the way there, I picked up a case of beer. I got there, and I was the only person who had brought beer. And then once I opened beer. I was the only person drinking beer, like for a, <laughs> for a while, oh, boy. for a minute, till I got <laughs> till you got there. Yeah, near, oh, shit. I think your dad dipped into it a little bit, and but um, but I just remember I could again not knowing anything about Jenny's family at the time. Her dad kept giving me the side eye from the barbecue, not like you shouldn't do that, but just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> oh boy, she was sneaky for that. So, like, I smoked at the time, obviously, uh, but I didn't like to advertise it to people, right? Mm-hmm. So, she, like, I just come home from work or whatever, 
and uh, she was like, hey, your dad said he's going to come over for blah, blah. Um, so you should smoke this real quick, uh, but blow it outside. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, no problem. So I blew it out the side yard. And then she's like, oh, man, I, I, gotta, I need your help in the backyard. And I was like, cool. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. She's like, I got a present. I want, to, I want you to see the present. We've been talking about getting a hammock for a while. So I walk up, and I see this, this like, streamers, which I thought was the hammock. Uh-huh. I was like, great. And I opened the door, and there were all these people. And I was like, ah, oh, I just smoked a bunch of weed, and it's hanging right in my beard now. <laughs> great. Woo! <laughs> yeah, lovely. Sorry. You didn't know. Now you know that yeah. here's me smelling like weed. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that, was, that was an interesting party. Yeah. That was back in the salad days where I would always have the – back when more people smoked cigarettes it's it's weird that however long ago that was that wasn't that long ago what four years ago or so years yeah yeah so just about yeah this month ah so that long ago it i knew a lot more people that smoked cigarettes and that was a common thing for me at parties was sneaking out with the cigarette smokers and just bullshitting with a smaller amount of people doing the small subset of the party (laughs) by hanging out with the smokers because that was that was always like a little bit of freedom so you're just sitting around with 40 people right. and you're like oh boy and then you see a couple people a heading for the exit break. with their with their cigarettes you're like ah my 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 clan <laughs> follow follow them out <laughs> my clan <laughs> yeah follow them out for a while and now there's just i don't even i literally don't know anyone who still smokes that i can think of no, a couple of people in the theater still, but only a couple, whereas it used to be like 90%. One that I know of. Two. Yeah. Three. Okay, I'm up to three. Yeah, then the more you think of, the more you're like, oh yeah, you also yeah. smoke. But like, Bacardo doesn't smoke anymore. And most of them are also people who smoke. Really? No, yeah, he quit. He quit with his dad in the in the end times. Oh, uh, the, Wait, his dad is times? Uh, his dad died. Oh, okay. No, no, no. But before, just before his dad died, he his dad really needed to stop smoking. He needed to stop drinking and he needed to stop smoking because those were the two things that were killing him. And so he was like, what the fuck do I care? I'm dying. And he's like, well, you could live a little longer if you stopped smoking and stopped drinking. And anyway, so he quit drinking, which wasn't hard for him because he was never really a drinker, but he also quit smoking with his dad, and as far as I know, he has not gone back. Right on. Nice. That's, uh, it's one of the hardest things to not go back to. Yeah. You know, uh, because, and especially as a person who used to smoke weed all the time, like I miss just the act of breathing smoke, mm-hmm. but like not enough to start smoking cigarettes again and not that, like I'm still afraid of how the weed would affect me. Plus, like I don't want to just become that guy again. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be high all the time again. And I know, like I'm the type of person, like if it's a partial option, it's a full-on option for me, right. just all the time, right? So, uh, but I miss it. I miss smoking. I miss breathing in and breathing out smoke. Uh, I had a friend, and it may have been Bacardo. I don't know, but I I had a friend at some point who was adamant that it was a genetic thing. You either were supposed to be a smoker or you were not supposed to be a smoker. (laughs) 
I mean, I feel like there's something to that. Because just, it, it just felt like culturally the person that you were, it wasn't about smoking cigarettes as much as it was about s- smoking cigarettes, if that makes sense. It does, no, yeah, it, it does. It does make sense. Um, to a person who has smoked. Yeah. And, I mean, the argument could be made. Both of my sets of grandparents smoked, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's... But my dad and my mom never smoked cigarettes. My dad, you know, smoked weed every now and again. But he was never, like, as much of a stoner as I was. Have you guys... You guys don't have as much contact yeah. with... So like, I, yeah. With the generation below us. But have you guys noticed how... Uh, what like freaking goody two shoes these kids are? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've read articles about it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Like I know these kids, and it's it's just boggles oh, yeah, the mind. I, yeah, it boggles the mind how few of them would ever even slightly consider drinking and driving, or smoking, He's or still I'm still here. Can you not hear me? A few what? Heard. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're cutting in and out. You've gone robot a couple of times, but I, I assume that was me, so I oh. never said anything. No, oh. I, I, I lost you for a second, too. All right, well, so it's it's crazy how many of these kids uh, uh, are, are would never consider smoking or drinking and driving or having unprotected right. sex or, you know, any number of these things where it's like, yeah, I mean, I was, I was told all of those same things. I just, I ignored them. Right. <laughs> 100% ignored them like I've heard kids tell stories where they're like yeah yeah we were gonna hook up but then you know I forgot I forgot my condom so obviously we didn't it's like what do you mean obviously <laughs> <laughs> you just power See, that through was one that I like only rarely did I go that route I you know would I would I would be the kid who was like no nah, I don't know we can't we can't do that without the condom because I was so afraid of having kids. I wasn't necessarily afraid of like STDs, but like I was absolutely terrified of having kids. Oh, I just blew, so I just blew I, all uh, of that out the window. I just didn't even think about any of it. It was oh, uh, no. it was inconvenient to yeah. carry a condom or remember it or put it on. So just like man, I don't it know. was all of those things. It was absolutely <laughs> inconvenient, but I, I carried them all the time from like the time I was like fucking fourteen. I would go into the store and just get my own or like go to Planned Parenthood and get my own condoms but uh, I uh, I ended up losing my virginity until I was 16 Hmm. and then like one time and then uh, when I was 18 until like 22 I was just a huge huge slut but uh, yeah like 95-98% of those were with condoms like only once or twice ever without yeah but you know I was afraid (laughs) (laughs) you know what that's fine (laughs) So that's a fine reason yeah. to do that. I used to, I carried a condom in my wallet from like, like stupid ages, like from 12 to 16. And occasionally my mom would find it and throw my condom away. Oh my God. <laughs> until at some point I kind of was like, Hey, just so you know, if I go to use a condom and it's not there, then I'm just not going to use the condom, but still continue with the act. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> guess I'll stop throwing those away then. <laughs> yeah, she, I, I got caught. Uh, but, you know. You know what? You got caught banging? I got caught banging in my, in my mom's house at, like, when I was 16. 
<laughs> so so it was once that happened i i had the the wherewithal to be like listen you obviously know that i'm sexually active now let me have a condom right. or i'll just keep having sex right so you get a choice here yeah. i'm doing it or i'm doing it <laughs> your presence of mind here. and one is better than the other yeah right <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, for future reference, you're not supposed to keep them in your wallet. This is what I hear. Yes, the compression is bad and the heat is bad for them. I would swap them out every month or two. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Some some kids are like, yeah, I've had this in my wallet for three years. Like, okay, that's not... um, (laughs) <laughs> no longer Get a new one. Don't use that. Yeah, don't use that. There's an expiration date printed on that. Were you aware? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, once I had a car, that was pretty much where I kept stuff. Mm. Or you know, I would keep like I had a chest in my room that I would keep stuff, in. but I didn't keep it locked really. So it was just like fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyone could get into it. Yeah. 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 Through high school, I kept them above my bed. I had a one of those like uh, I don't know. It was a thing where there was a, there were two shelves above my head, well, like while I was laying in my bed. That's where I kept my stereo and stuff, and I also okay. uh, kept my condoms up there because a quick like sure. yoink, just grab one down. It was a th- <laughs> it was when I went away to college. I think that I really stopped paying attention to when condoms were used or not. Yeah, but now and now I'm married. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, uh. Zach, did you end up uh, getting yourself some Taco Bell? I did. Yes, it was good. First time in a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of years, boy. I have it at you... least once a month. What oh, was man. Uh, was the occasion? I just didn't. I hung over, and so uh, wanted Taco Bell, and so got Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quick and it's easy, and you don't have to think about it. Although, did have you been farting a lot more? No. Oh, for me, like when I go on a break and I don't eat Taco Bell, like as soon as I eat it, like I'm nothing but gas all day. Really? Are you heavy on the beans yeah. in your order, James? No, almost never. Mm-hmm. But their meat has gluten in it. I'm yeah. not sure if that has anything to do. Their meat, their meat is pretty. <laughs> I love, I love Taco Bell, but there's yeah. also like but... <laughs> plenty of items on the menu where I look at it. I'm like, well, obviously, I'm not going to get that. They like maybe, <laughs> maybe they've improved on their chicken by now, but I don't. I'm I, never going to yeah, trust Taco Bell chicken. I've got it once, and it was okay. I didn't get sick, yeah. but. It was like, uh, I'm just not going to chance this again. I try and stick to the ground beef because I know that's more okay. I stick to the ground beef. I avoid the tomatoes. I avoid the chicken. Because I think tomatoes are the reason that everybody gets food poisoning from Taco Bell. Maybe. I've been lucky with oh, the tomatoes. Because they put them on like their chalupas. They do. They put them on, and- put them on too many things. And chalupas are amazing. I didn't get it this time because that's why I got the last time. Mm. There was this guy I used to follow when I had Twitter who called it. Who was called uh, Carl from Online, 
<laughs> and once a month, he would just retweet like 150 tweets that were people saying that they got sick from eating Taco Bell. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, this is the afternoon where I lose a lot of followers. Here we go. And then he'd just start retweeting all these people who had got Your friendly reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Carl oh, from man. online. That guy was great. He was he was a great part of weird Twitter. Weird Twitter? Weird Twitter. Like Drill. Went at Drill. Went at Drill. You got, oh, you guys were never Twitter boys, so I guess you don't. Not at, I was, I was not, there not, very... Not uh, at Very... Short amount of time. Sorry, Let's yeah. see. Uh, so I'm gonna. So his he's part of weird Twitter. His avatar is a very blurry picture of Jack Nicholson. His pinned tweet at the top is a tweet from 2008. Just says no. Yeah, I'm looking at him right <laughs> now. Oh my god. And like uh, absolutely crushing it. And by it, I mean my balls. While I attempt to wedge myself into the driver's seat of my 2004 Kia Optima. <laughs> My ass and my nude ass are two separate entities, both growing more iconic in their own right with each passing day. <laughs> so drill is just, it's just like, it's, it's super random and that's why it's fun. Okay. Gotcha. Dragging my pities and my rotties around in a stagecoach, 11 pea brained loudmouths thrashing around for treats. Uh, the guy. Yeah, uh, that sounds like <laughs> all of what I think of Twitter. Yeah, it's he's he's a great example of Twitter. Uh, the guy who forced those flight attendants to wipe his ass died, and I'm the only one willing to put politics aside to pay the proper respects. <laughs> this guy has one and a half million followers. Yeah, Jesus. It's just like did that said, ever so become random. any sort of money? I'm him? sure. I am sure that he makes money. Purity man doxxed by the mafia daily. He's got a Patreon. He has a book. What is this book? Drill official. Mr. 10 years anniversary collection. I bet you it's just he publishes tweets. Yep. Probably. Yep. Sounds just about like what he would do. <laughs> you could buy it for $16. <laughs> Not going to do that though. No, you shouldn't. He has a website. Wint.co. Yeah, it's just where he sells his book. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, at Drill. Oh, man. I still have my Twitter. I found out while I was looking this guy up. Huh. But I don't have it on my phone, so I forget about it. That's good. It's not a great place to be. No, Nowhere really is a great place to be at this time. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Even Reddit has just been like, eh. Mm-hmm. Come on. That was the first and only one that I got that was kind of like that. Because, like, Facebook is like MySpace 2.0, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then Reddit, I feel like, is similar to Twitter and Instagram, but I don't really know enough about Twitter or Instagram to make that comparison. Um, but I know about Reddit, and I, like, I've been hip to Reddit for fucking... 13 years at this point, 14 years almost. Like, right when it first came out, there was probably only, like, a 1,000 users, maybe. Well, yeah, because that uh, was back when Reddit was competing um, with, uh, what was the other one? The Oh, shit. 4chan and 9gag. No, not those. It was another one. It's one that starts with, like, a D. Or... Dig. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Reddit or Dig. I vaguely remember that. I never even went to Dig. I was just like, oh, I like Reddit. Yeah, I pretty much just heard about people on Reddit bitching about it after I... Because I, I actually did go to Reddit from 9gag. Oh. I used to think 9gag was hilarious. And then I forgot how I got onto Reddit and... Well, this I'm is like, the oh. glory days. I mean, this is this really is way back in the glory days. Like, I've got some... I was thinking about this with... Uh, I have a couple of t-shirts that every time I wear them, I'm complimented on. They're great t-shirts, and I got them from Threadless from back when Threadless was, like, a real thing and not whatever the hell it is now. But Threadless used to be an art platform where people would make art, and then you could buy it as a t-shirt. And so it was, like, all these limited edition... Am I remembering this right? Was it Threadless? Oh, that's pretty cool. That sounds cool, though, yeah. That's how Threadless started, I believe. And there was another one. There was another one, too. I used to have some great t-shirts from, but uh, now I can't get them anymore because Threadless put them out of commission. But anyway, it used to be, it was it was like an Etsy. It was like, so basically, you would say, here's my design for a t-shirt, and if enough people ordered it, then it would get made into a t-shirt. That's how many t-shirts do you awesome. like have? <laughs> It was voted on by oh. the community. How many T-shirts? Uh, yeah. Too many right now. While I we're talking, my, I, I, I don't have a number. I can, I can go count. <laughs> I'll bet you I have thirty. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I probably have uh, thirty. 30. Yeah. Are we just saying T-shirts, not any button-up shirts or all Correct. shirts? Yeah, just T-shirts. Yeah, t-shirts. we're having this conversation with a couple of other people. I would say probably. Twenty to thirty, which is probably about ten to fifteen more than I should have, because it's been a while okay, since now, I've gone through my closet. Let me specify: Do first of all, do you have T-shirts that have like funny sayings on them, or do you just have like colored, like plain colored T-shirts? I don't really have any that have funny sayings anymore. I am the like opposite. I, okay, yeah. <laughs> right, they're all. Funny. Right. I I I'm working on I'm I keep considering becoming an adult and phasing out all of my graphic tees in favor of just like a t-shirt, but that has yet to happen cuz I don't I, think you en- should. I enjoy my graphic tees. I don't think you should. Yeah, I I've thinking I've, I've been thinking of going more the opposite direction and getting more t-shirts with things on them. Huh. All right. Well, that helps. I have a I have a I have a Marie Kondo system James for how I keep slash get rid of t-shirts. Okay. Which is that I fold them all in such a way that I can put them in the drawer like files. So when I'm picking my shirt, I can look at the top thing and I see every shirt in the drawer. Right. And, okay. clean, and then clean shirts go into the back. So then, after a month or two, I can pay attention to what shirts have stayed in the front, not gotten pulled out to be worn, and just keep sitting there. Obviously, that's not a shirt I want because I don't want to wear it. Right, because I never wear this shirt, mm-hmm. so I can get rid of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard of the uh, turning the hangers around. Like, if you hang your T-shirts and then turn the hanger around backwards. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, oh. That's interesting, though. I, uh, person who, so for my, my, the only real reason that I keep shit, like shirts and, and pants and stuff, is because my size fluctuates. So, like, I have a, a skinny size clothes and a super fat size clothes. Hmm. You know, so I'm always like, never want to throw away the super fat, fat size clothes because it's a shameful thing to rebuy clothes that are the super fat size, right? And you never want to throw away the skinny size clothes because it's like, well, what if I get back down to that weight again or that size again? Mm-hmm. 
So, but I don't, uh, I'm not usually attached to like the show shirts that I have, like from the, the plays and stuff that I've done, or if they have like some sort of like sentimental reason, like I, I got this shirt at blah, blah, blah. Yes. Like the rest of them, I don't really care about, you know, the, the, whatever they say on them. Yeah. With the show shirts, I had too many. And so I had to call and my method of calling was if I won an award for this show, I keep the shirt. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, that, that's fair. So I went from like 15 show shirts down to like three or so, <laughs> something like I that. I feel like you could have just kept them or the logos on them and made a uh, a quilt, I feel I, like. I don't want to do that. I did have one t-shirt I had to take. Out. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I had one t-shirt I had to take out of the rotation because it was just knackered. It was done, but it was a shirt that meant a great deal to me because it was, it was the one t-shirt from my hitchhiking trip. So, Uh, but at this point it's been worn so much and especially with the hitchhiking trip, it got the shit beat out of it. So the thing was like, it was just falling apart and there were holes all over it. So I got one of those things where you can get a little frame for your t-shirt. Okay. Sure. You can't even read the the logo on it is so faded you cannot make out what it used to say. But now I just have this brown piece of cloth in a frame. <laughs> it's the one T-shirt I chose to honor. <laughs> you remember what it was for? Yes. And one day when your grandkids say, "Papi, what was that T-shirt? Mm-hmm. What was that piece of brown cloth?" And you're like, "Well, let me well, tell you a story." <laughs> went across Arizona. I killed a jackrabbit with a rock. <laughs> it's gonna be a wonderful story for the little uh-huh. children. Uh-huh. Then after a while, it just evolves to Ted, What's that fabric? Let me tell you about a time I killed a jackrabbit. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm working on this. I'm working on it because there are many, many stories that I have about myself that my daughter is coming to an age where um, those stories are not going to exist for her until she's 18. Or until she's right. past a certain point when I feel like she can hear uh, how shitty of a person I was as a youth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to freely admit to her that I was a shitty youth because then that I feel like will give her permission to also be a shitty youth. Yeah, probably best to try to. Uh... <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be like, yeah, what do you mean? But, you I know, was valedictorian like... of my high school. You have to yeah, do all your homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't mention oh, the uh, the weird movement of credits that happened to make sure that I got a high school diploma. <laughs> At least not till later. <laughs> not till later. We, we can talk later. Yeah. So James, are you looking to are you looking to get more t shirts? No, no, not at all. I uh, you're you're a I, polo man, aren't you? I'm a polo man, but again, it's more for function than for fashion, mm. right? I the yeah. only reason that I wear polos a is because I have to at work. I have to oh. wear like a collared shirt, but b because they it actually started when I worked at Starbucks. Uh, b- because back then you had to wear a collared shirt at Starbucks too, even though now mm. they don't give two shits. You had to wear the the uniform was a black shirt and khaki pants mm-hmm. or black pants, uh, and I happened to randomly get a shirt that was made out of this material that wicks moisture so it doesn't show when I sweat. And from then on, I was like, this is just the kind of shirts that I wear. <laughs> Interesting. 
yeah, like if they made T-shirts out of the same material, I would, I might wear T-shirts, you know. But I mean, I have T-shirts. I certainly have some, like obviously I have show shirts, but I also have some, uh, you know, funny saying or funny image shirts, and I wear them around the house usually. But like out in public, I don't wear them just because if I sweat ever, mm-hmm. it stays uh-huh. and it becomes very visible on the shirt. Well, this is uh, this is a great opportunity for me to tell you about something I like, which is. Um, God, what's that T-shirt company with silver silver underwear? Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a clothing company. I'm just doing a podcast ad, <laughs> but they do make. Um, Mac Weldon does make T-shirts that they're very expensive, but uh, they make T-shirts that do what you are asking for. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a thing recently with my wife where she learned that my favorite color is not blue because I wear a lot of blue and I said something along the lines of, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, but something came up and I was like, oh yeah, no, but I don't, you know, I don't really care about blue. It's like, but I thought blue was your favorite color. No, but you wear blue all the time. Like, whoa, no, no, no. See, this is a function thing. I look good in blue. Blue is a color (laughs) that suits me. So I dress it, but, uh, if I had my druthers, like, no, my favorite color is like brown or gray or something boring. Why is Mac Weldon making swimsuits? I didn't even notice that you mostly wear blue. A lot of blue, a lot of blue, a lot of blue, a lot of heather gray. Mac Weldon t-shirts. James, you around? I'm, I'm around, yeah, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mac Weldon does the Pima Crew neck T-shirt for thirty-two dollars. Mac Weldon. Weldon. Uh, Weldon, like I said. Otherwise, there's the Pima option. There's the dry knit option, which is designed with leisurely summer days in mind, because it's moisture wicking with trans dry technology that puts you up to forty bucks for a T-shirt. Right. Let's get, right. let's get some silver threads involved. That's going to be that's going to be naturally anti-odor. Still, oh, four okay. bucks. It's antimicrobial. Okay. And then Air Knit X is our lightest and most breathable T-shirt. It's perfect for working out. Microfiber blend, soft and airy feel, wicking and anti-odor. And it's only forty-two dollars for a T-shirt. James, come on, leave the money on the All table. Right. Well, they actually don't even go up to my current size. I am comfortable right now in a 3X. Oh, you're a 3, uh. Yeah. Well, fuck you, Mac. So I can lose a bunch of weight and then spend a bunch of money on a fucking shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could keep spending $15 for a polo at Walmart, and I'm fine. Nope, I think that's the better option. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's one thing that, like, they don't tell you when you plan on becoming a big fat guy, uh, is that stores stores don't uh, don't cater to that very often. So you have to shop specially. Sure, I have this. Hey, you preach into the chair because I've got this with uh, shoes. Yeah, they carry mm-hmm. up to one size below my foot size in every oh, store. Shit. Yeah, and so if I want shoes that fit, then I have to specially order them or get them online. But I just I can't wander into most shoe stores and get a pair of shoes because they don't have them. What size shoes for all of our lady listeners? <laughs> thirteen. I wear size thirteen. Ah, oh, yeah, that sucks. I, I normally do, but when I lost a bunch of weight, my feet actually shrink. 
which I didn't think happened, but it absolutely happened. I, I now can fit into an 11 wide, or, well, 11 and a half wide. Uh, but so, yeah, I used to just be 13 across the board. And then, uh, yeah. My feet are, so, my feet are just... Do you have fat feet? They're just not fat. fat, they're just big. Um, I've had I've had issue with my feet for most of my life because from ages 10 to 13, my shoe size kept up with my age. Oh yeah. So I've had feet that were this big since before. Like they, they, even today they look big for how how tall I am. <laughs> like the size of me, my feet already look big. But, but even back when I was like six inches shorter, I still had feet this large. But um, when I lost weight, I was moving more. And when you like run around and stuff, your feet grow because they spread. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just stuck with my big ass fucking feet. One time I tried to go <laughs> to the to the big and tall store and get shoes and they only had no. bad shoes. It's too white. Well, not even yeah. just too white. It was just there was no styles. There was do you oh. want this nerdy looking <laughs> quote unquote athletic shoe or do you want this terrible looking um business shoe? Like, oh, I So wanted. do you go to the outlets? I just or order online mostly. Oh yeah. Vans yeah. actually carries my size. I can just wander into the van store and walk out with a pair of shoes. Usually. But mostly online. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky I'm 12, so it's <laughs> that is pretty lucky. easy. You're just yeah. right there. They, they always have a 12. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I know, because I look at it. And then the other... <laughs> it taunts you, it yeah. It does. And then I'll, like, I'll go into a Target, and they've got, they've got the 10-12s, or they have the 13-15s. Which, if I'm being honest with myself, I actually wear a 12 and a half. Right. So, the 12s are wrong, but the 13, 15s are really wrong. <laughs> yeah, so shoes, oh, man. shoes, constant battle with shoes. Shoes, yeah, shoe, so- shoe shopping sucks. Shoes, you got, you got your t-shirts. Zach, what's your hardest thing to shop for? Uh, hmm. I guess lately probably just buttoning up shirts. I don't like any of the ones at Cole's house. <laughs> so it's not really hard to shop for because I can, I mean, I, it's normally pretty easy to find something that fits. But I just, yeah, I don't know. What do you do with I the guess button? Nothing... Do you go solid color? Do you go, or do you go with like a, a plaid or what do you do? Uh, it just depends what I'm feeling. Like I have a couple of solid color ones. I have a couple of pattern, patterned ones. Um, I don't really, anything that's like really like super duper plaid, I don't like, it has to be like more like mellowed, I guess. Like I have a purple button up that has some pattern on it, but it's not plaid. And then I have a, um, one that is like a black and white one, but the pattern is really, really tiny. Okay. So... And then, like, normally long sleeve ones, I just have solid colored ones. Say this, James, do you go, do you, you rarely go button up, right? Because polo's a nice, yeah. polo's nice because you can, you can show up to almost any occasion and you right. are dressed yeah. correctly in a polo shirt. Yeah, it's nicer than a fucking t shirt. But yeah, I only really do a uh, long sleeve if I am at an event that requires a tie, usually. Mm. Mm. Or that, going, yeah, solid color. Yeah. Rarely do I have to, like, am I required to, but 
you know, there are some places where it's like I feel out of sorts if I'm not, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or some events where, you know. And so, and like, well, so for example, uh, uh, when I'm house managing at the theater, I was told that it's supposed to be the house manager dresses in, you know, a button down shirt and a tie, uh, but that we've gotten away from that. And so I was like, like yeah, in, in an attempt to fucking go back to the way that it should be and impress people, I will do this. But then I did that for like three times and then I was like, nah, fuck this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm back to a polo. So. <laughs> so I had, I started this thing. This is, this is where I, I, I don't know. I'm history will prove me wrong because I'll be stuck. Um, I used to do this thing where twice a year I called it my seasonal, my seasonal thing. I would come up with a new fun, item like this this is how i was going to update my wardrobe so i would do one for spring summer and then i do one for fall winter and it would be something like one spring summer it was uh bright polo shirts sometimes multiple at the same time and multiple visors and i said all kinds of visors two shirts at at one time Mm -hmm. yeah two, two like a bright yellow and a bright green polo shirt on top of each other and then i'd have a visor on my head and two or three hooked onto my belt loops. And I was Mr. Cool <laughs> guy walking around in my visors. Um, one year it was bandanas. You know, I always went through, I went through this for several years of just like, this is, this is my thing. And every time I would update whatever my new little flavor was for my wardrobe, I'd go to thrift stores and I'd pick up a whole bunch of items that fit the bill and update my wardrobe. And the last time I did this, I, I called it hobo chic. And so I opted to only wear, (laughs) (laughs) to only wear clothes that hobos would wear, but the new version of it. And so that's when I, this was 2011, I want to say, I think it was 2011. And that's when I started wearing plaid. And I've just worn plaid ever since. And since then, plaid has come into style. Soon, plaid will go out of style. But I'm still going to be stuck wearing my plaid shirts all the time. And everybody's going to say, look at that guy. I But see, so I was actually talking about this the other day. Like, is there really such a thing as out of style? There is. Anymore? There, uh, uh, I do too much shopping at American Eagle to not know... I used to be able to okay. wa- wander into American Eagle and pick up clothes just based on whatever they had and go home and be like, yeah, I got some new clothes. Now I go in looking for things and they're like, oh, we literally haven't sold that in like two years. Um, cargo shorts are out mm, of you're style. You're starting to get to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cargo shorts are out that's of style. what I keep hearing. Um, I, uh, I just recently got into them, though, so mm-hmm. I feel like that's unfortunate. American Eagle does carry... I have now a pair of shorts that are the cargo shorts without the cargo part. Mm. Okay. I'm very happy with it. It's, it's the same material. It's the exact same shorts. They just did not stitch on the little pockets next to your knees. So Yeah, I mean, my, that's... My brother is the one that told me that those are out of style. Mm-hmm. Cargo shorts are gone. Thong, thong flip-flops are gone. It's all Birkenstocks now. Okay. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I can't. I can't stand a thing between my toes. Oh, what else is really? Gone? Baggy's well, gone. Yeah, baggy's gone. I know it's all about the fucking skinny jeans now. And not even, fucking... not even skinny jeans. You can do a regular fit and you look fine. It's just not baggy. And if you're doing shorts um, above the knee, 
men yeah, out there. Yeah, weird. Isn't I that don't weird? like that. It took me a uh, some time to get used to it, but I think I'm okay with it now. Yeah, I'm fine with it now. Because my pants keep was, falling off. I was listening to, uh, to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me the other day. Okay. And they were talking about uh, there's a new fashion trend that's on its way, which is uh, boy shorts for boys, right? So, like, tight, like, booty shorts, essentially. Oh, yes, I've seen these. But in men's fashion, for, yes. but specifically for men. I have and, seen uh, these. Right. And Dennis goes, no, no, that's gay men propagating that fashion. And I was like, right. I was like, I feel like that's gay men propagating most fashion in most times. But like, that's what that's what the world is coming to now. Is mm-hmm. boy, you know, boy shirts <laughs> wouldn't even have been a thing when I was young. No. It wouldn't have even been talked about. The opposite. You know? Basically, wherever the boy shorts fall on your thigh, that's where the waist of your shorts went. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Or where your underwear is, and you have your real clothes on top of that. Yeah, like I had a friend. He was a he was a real big guy, real real big guy. This dude was like six six and probably four hundred pounds, big ass dude. And his style every summer was to wear. He would put on his underwear, and then he would put on a pair of basketball shorts, and then yep. he would put on a pair of cargo shorts, oh, and man. he yep. would sort of have them layered. So that if he were to lift his shirt yeah. up, which he did pretty rarely, you could see the layers of his. <laughs> Of his bottom half. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yep. That was just the thing that we did for a while. Mm-hmm. He's probably still doing it to this day. For for him, he had, he was, I always felt bad because he was always riding this line between, I don't want to be too, I don't, I want to cover myself because I'm a big guy and I feel awkward about how big I am. I sweat a lot, so I will wear more layers that will catch my sweat but they will also make me more sweaty because I'm wearing multiple layers. Right. Cause he was also a guy who did a wife beater and then an undershirt and then his shirt. Right. Which helps to not accentuate your roles mm-hmm. and it helps to catch the sweat, but it is always a, a vi- like a catch 22. I was always looking at that like, man, you've got four layers there that you could lose and you would be a lot less sweaty every day, but yeah, but not enough. Not enough. It's his Like as a big dude, you're always some kind of sweaty. And so if if your outermost shirt is touching your skin, like it's going to show. Sure. Sure. It it was always his life. Like, I'm I'm just here for the party, man. (laughs) I feel for your dude, though. That was me. Until until I discovered the moisture wicking shirts, like that was, I would wear a t-shirt and an open uh, short sleeve button down shirt on the outside. Oh sure, yeah. Which was you know part, it was fashion in the fucking nineties, you know. But it was also uh, uh, functional because it, it it allowed you know the the outer shirt didn't show my back sweat. Yeah. Well, that was all, that was a very cool look. Like I can remember going to a school dance in two thousand one, wearing Converse, some straight leg jeans. Uh, a Led Zeppelin t-shirt and then a short sleeve. I don't know why that woke up the lady in a tube and then a <laughs> short sleeve button up that was unbuttoned over it. And I did yep. to this day. I don't think I've ever felt as cool as I did attending that dance. Oh no, you were styling back then. Super styling shaggy hair. Come on. Throwing balloons at my friend, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing with his cousin, who was in the middle of becoming a goth, kind of, sort of. 
mostly? Did she ever end up fully goth, Zach? I think uh, for a little bit in high school, yes. I kind of remember that in high school. I went to high school with her, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. forgot about that. Yeah, so she's she's calmed down now. She's just a regular person now. Yes. yes. Okay. Good. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> the ones that keep it outside of high school are the ones that are like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like in high school, yeah, you're finding your sure. yourself, yeah. but like, what what issues are you not facing that you still have to dress like that? Mm-hmm. She for her, it started with we both got into, and I started down the goth track at this time, but we both got into Good Charlotte. Oh yeah, in heavy like, eyeliner and fucking, yeah. yeah, in two thousand two, and uh, <laughs> we got real into Good Charlotte, and then I moved on to better music, and she didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it. See, it's, I seem to remember that um, for quite a while it was all Good Charlotte, and uh, there's some other ones I'm forgetting. There are plenty of yeah. But it was it, it, good. Charlotte was the basis of it being a bad choice. I can now listen <laughs> now. To, there was a time where I couldn't listen, like from two thousand five until a few years ago. I could not listen to Good Charlotte because it just reminded. It just was so cringy. Thinking about how desperately I loved that music back then. <laughs> now I can listen to Good Charlotte, and it's like yeah. Fun times. Let's listen to the anthem. Throw all your hands up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be you. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I even had, and maybe still have in my mom's house somewhere. I probably still have it there. I can ask her. This was also when I got very, I got into Good Charlotte, and then I also got into skater style, but I could not skateboard. But a, a really? Lot, yeah, I like to play the Tony Hawk Pro Skater game on my GameCube. Oh shit! <laughs> could not could not skateboard, so I had once I phased out of that and I got into classic rock and I moved my style to classic rock. Uh, I saved all of the clothes that I had purchased with my own money for in the Good Charlotte vein and in the skater vein because I had spent a lot of money on that and I like put it all into a bag and saved it and I think it's still in my mom's house <laughs> I should pull that out yeah see if you can find it see all my maid my level 27 oh I loved my level 27 shirt <laughs> oh man James I, uh, did you get into this what did you get into this the, the, the emo goth nonsense not Really, like I, I wouldn't say that I had a phase particular. I hung out with those kids all the time, and I used to have mad crushes on the goth girls mm-hmm. at school. Um, but I like, I would. So okay, I spiked my hair, like spike spiked it, a couple of times from like in seventh grade and eighth grade. I used to use Elmer's like long fucking spikes in my hair. Yeah, right. Um, and then, but I never wore eyeliner. Um, and I never wore any kind of makeup. So, but for a while, when I was a kid, I would carry like in high school and stuff. I would carry like knives and shit, uh, and like uh, uh, like knives is plural. Like I still think it's a good idea to have a knife, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I would have you know like five or six different knives. 
on me. Um, and I would have, I never wore like bracelets or, uh, uh, those wrist guards oh, like, I or did. cuffs or anything like that. Yeah. It's the stud, uh, stud bracelets. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I never, uh, I never went that route, but I always hung out with those kids. Like I, I, most of the time I would liken myself to hardcore Mike from, uh, uh, SLC punk, which I'm assuming you fellas have not watched. No, I'm going to look them up. Mm-mm. I'm still doing good at not looking things what? up this week. I've only looked up oh, yeah. so, Mac Weldon so far, but Hardcore Mike. At, so, so basically, Hardcore Mike was a completely normal-looking dude. Like he like looked just like a regular nerd. This is in the movie SLC Punk, whereas everyone is like hard, hardcore goth and like punked out and like full-on makeup and you know that sort of lifestyle. And Hardcore Mike just hangs out with him, and he doesn't partake in that fashion. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he would, uh, he didn't take shit and he would, he, like one time he got drunk and fucking busted out of a cop car, like just kicked the windows out and, oh. and just ran away okay. while he's, you know, arrested. It's like, that was me. Like I was completely like neutral fashion sense, but also like besties with everyone. Like I would hang out with the gangsters and with the goth kids and with the theater kids and with the gay kids and with, you know, but like there was not a single group that was off limits to me really mm-hmm. and so and i had friends and i had like inside jokes with all of those groups of people but i didn't have one specific fashion sense that makes sense like okay. i didn't do like like i wore baggy pants like i wore lee pipes in uh in eighth grade seventh and eighth grade which were huge baggies um but again and that was more for just them fitting mm-hmm. um and it wasn't like I, I didn't wear like raiders stuff or like you know red or blue stuff like that like but i you know i did wear baggy pants but then i also wore like plaid shirts and like you know so it was a weird i had a weird fashion i had like a negative fashion fashion sense it was more for function but uh i never let that dictate anything it was ever like oh we dress alike so we can hang out right 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 Hmm. okay i got you see i've i've spent the last few years striving a little bit more to be like our friend zach who zach you've as far as I've seen, you've never ever really taken a stand fashion wise, which is, I think is admirable. Like you, you just go, you know, these are the clothes that I want to wear. And so then I'm, I'm going to wear them. And it's has, right. It hasn't, it has only basically the, uh, the clothes you wear only have to do with being the clothes that you're wearing. And they are nothing to do with what you're telling the outside world about yourself. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I did eventually start to become, I don't know if self-conscious is the right word, but once um, I gave, like, non-cargo shorts that didn't go down, like, two inches past my knees a try, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have done that when I did it if I wouldn't have found out that that's not in style. Right. But... Sure. No. I mean, for the this, most part, yeah. I, I'm just like if if it if it if it's something I think looks good, I'm just gonna wear it. Yeah. This is the first year, Zach, where I'm this first summer where I actually I pulled out my last pair of cargo shorts and I threw them away. Oh, <laughs> I, I still technically have a pair, but they're a lot shorter than normal cargo shorts and it's these very thin zipper pockets instead mm. of like the big traditional ones. So it's 
you can't really tell that they're cargo shorts. Right. See, and this takes us back to the Attila kilt, which I have always <laughs> hated. So, so now the cargo shorts are out of fashion. The Attila kilt is like quadruply out of fashion because the Attila right. kilt is it's it's a cargo dress, but for men. Yeah. I think I just made my case. <laughs> oh man! See, I, I, I've never been into uh, into any sort of kilt, anyway. So, uh, see, there's certain areas where I like a utility kilt. Um, I like a utility kilt with the person who is like going to help me with my technology. If a guy in a utility kilt shows up after I like put in a request for IT to come help me with something, I'm like, whew, you, sir, are going to know what you are doing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but when he says, do you want to go have a beer after this? I say, I am so busy. I wish we could, but I don't wish that we could. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got to stay far away. Stop. But did you say that about dudes wearing cargo pants before? Cargo shorts? No, because I was the one wearing the cargo shorts. I had my previous my the the man so that I So what is the difference then between the kilt and the shorts? Oh, uh the kilt part. The kilt is is a big step in a certain direction. And I just can't get past okay. it. Maybe I'm being gender normative, but uh, the <laughs> I think the kilt has its place, but I don't think the utility kilt really does have its place anywhere because I think the kilt has its place at a Celtic fair or that style of event. But if you're wearing a utility kilt to that style of event, then you are not in the spirit of the event. Okay, I I like I get kind of what you're saying. I think so. So it's because of the cultural appropriation for the kilt, and if you're supporting your tartan and your ancestry, right? Whereas the utila kilt, since it doesn't specify any specific ancestry, it's no bueno. I don't know. I, I really can't put my finger on it, except I think maybe it all goes back to there was a point in my life where I could have gone down the utila kilt guy path, and I didn't. And so because of that... And you the, don't want to be reminded of I that. don't want to be reminded of that. So because of that, I stand in my own little path and I throw rocks over at the Utilikilt path. And I say, you fucking dork. <laughs> like, I get it. But I also, at the same time, completely understand the desire to to be free and to wear a skirt-type thing. Oh, it's amazing. But not, have it, but not have it be like that type of thing, right? Because if I wear a regular skirt... People are like, uh, James, are you okay? Yeah. Or they, they're like, oh, we, we better not ask him. We can't assume. Mm -hmm. Right? But yeah. if I wear a utility kilt, they're like, okay, well, he's still presenting as a male. <laughs> you know, he just wants the freedom. But at yeah. the same time, he wants pockets and he wants to be able to, you know, not do, do I don't know. Right? Like, You're I, coming I from like a much better angle than I am. You, you, you <laughs> absolutely are. I I don't know I don't know what it is because I can tell you that having once a year I put on a kilt and I wear it all day and it's awesome. It just feels great. It basically feels like I'm walking around in the nude all day, even even with my underwear on. It's great, but I don't want to wear it anywhere else. 
I see, and I like. Why though? I don't know. And I'm right now. Right now, I'm working on the shorts thing professionally. I'm working on the shorts thing because the man that I ended up um, taking over a job for had a thing about shorts where he just he hated anybody in shorts. Which I I was hired in September, right at the end of shorts weather, and so by the time it came back to shorts weather. Once, once I was first working under him, I had learned his disdain for shorts. And so I was like, well, <laughs> obviously shorts are not a thing a man wears to work, so I will never wear shorts to work. And so I, as one of the many things that I'm doing to say, hey, fuck you, buddy, you actually were the worst. I'm now working on getting over that hump in my own brain and wearing shorts to work. Because uh, there's nothing I about that. that there's nothing about that job that says you can't wear shorts. There's literally nothing. Want to wear shorts? Go ahead. No. Yeah. Want to wear a utility well, kilt? Come on, come on by. So, like, if you're grinding metal, right? Yeah. Or if you're, you know, I guess maybe using power tools or something. Not really. Yeah. yeah. At that point, why are you wearing a t-shirt? Right. No, I mean that's fair. For the coverage, though, like shorts offer less leg coverage. Yeah, but a t-shirt offers less less arm coverage. So if you're grinding metal, your arms are going to get hit long before your knees. Sure, sure. And not that you really grind metal that often. No. I uh, It came up the other day, and I sent some kid to go do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't want to. <laughs> he came um, back, and he was like, hey, that was terrible. I'm like, I know. That's why you, <laughs> you had that job. <laughs> Better you than me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not like you grind metal. You don't weld, really. Nope. Right. So, I mean, and your legs have no business being up on the table saw. So yeah. I, yeah, I can't see. Maybe it's for because you work with sharp shit, and so if you walk by and you accidentally scrape your leg on something or bash your shin, maybe. No, I figured it out later. It came down to him being a weird. Um, like a Frank Zappa guy. Troll freak. Oh, yeah. He wasn't really a Frank Zappa guy. He was everything about a Frank Zappa guy without ever really listening to Frank Zappa. Right. Right. Because Frank Zappa's all about fucking freedom and shit. Yeah. Wasn't he a... Wasn't he a, a sober... A sober guy? He yeah. was weird. He was he weird was in every... In every possible way. He was just weird. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then he became like the, the ambassador for the arts for Denmark or something. Right. That sounds right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, you should, you should, uh, that he some... named his son Dweezel. <laughs> he did. His, his four sons, Moon, Dweezel, Amit, and Diva. Or I guess Diva's probably not a son. It might be. I thought Moon was a daughter too. Uh, Diva's a girl, <laughs> and Moon is a girl. Yeah, yeah. Zach, you should uh, you should check out some Frank Zappa sometime, because sometimes he's really taking the uh, moral high ground, and sometimes he's just dirty. Like, there's no possible way that you could not be on drugs unless you're Frank Zappa. Yeah. What is it? It's going to poop shoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't kid yourself, girl. It's going in your poop shoot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
he's uh <laughs> Frank Zappa's a he's a man. He's, he's, yeah. he's dead. Yes, he he's dead, so he was a man. Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's he's just one of these iconoclast guys where it's just impossible to categorize him. Yeah. And I think he built his life around that idea. Like you can't fucking pigeonhole me. Yeah. You can't categorize like I'm gonna make a good song that's catchy, and you're gonna fucking want to sing it. But it's about like you know the worst type of shit. Yeah, and he was a big. He was like a big Republican too, which is strange for a rock guy. He said drugs do not become a problem until the person who uses the drugs does something to you or does something that you that would affect your life that you don't want to have happen to you, like an airline pilot who crashes because he was full of drugs. He was a heavy tobacco smoker most of his life and strongly critical of anti-tobacco campaigns. So he hated drugs, but he loved cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, Lord. He hated drugs, but he also hated the war on drugs. Because he didn't think... Right, he wanted freedom. He just wanted freedom. Yeah, I believe people have a right to decide their own destinies. People own themselves. I also believe that in a democracy, the government exists because and only so long as individual citizens give it a temporary license to exist in exchange for a promise that it will behave itself in a democracy. You own the government. It doesn't own you. And he's a weird looking dude. Yes, he is. I, every time I see a picture of Frank Zappa, I, I feel like I can smell him. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> Yep, and somehow there's patchouli in there. You know there is. It's, yeah, it's like feet and patchouli and cigarettes. Yeah, feet. <laughs> it's funny because I'm just now looking at a list of Frank Zappa songs, and he has one called Stinkfoot. And uh. it's like in the – my eye was right there when you said that, Stinkfoot. <laughs> You're like, yeah, he smells like feet. Well, he must now. He must. <laughs> no, Frank Zappa. Titty Spear, great song. Yeah. Peaches and Regalia. Come on, you Jewish princess. He wrote weird fucking songs. Willie the Pimp? I need to listen to that one. Never heard that one. <laughs> Frank Zappa. When did Frank Zappa die? Frank Zappa died in 93. Prostate cancer. From prostate cancer. Yikes. Frank Zappa. There you go, Zach. There's your homework. Go listen to some Frank Zappa. Oh boy, I love homework. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't need to listen to Frank Zappa. No, it probably was. I'm... He's he's like um Well we'll see. I don't think I've ever done any of the homework I've assigned myself <laughs> during the run of the show. He's like he's almost like a Morrissey to me, where there's some days where I just wake up and I'm like, you know what I want to hear a lot of today? Morrissey. And <laughs> on days when I don't want to listen to Morrissey, boy do I not want to hear it. Morrissey I think Morrissey stunk pretty bad too he was more like I feel like he was more like a sweat guy he was more like sweat and not brushing your teeth yeah and B.O. and and probably sex he probably smelled like sex too he probably did no no wait wasn't he asexual Morrissey I think Morrissey was asexual I need to look that up now. Whether or not he was is Morrissey a sexual. He's he said he's homosexual. 
He's not homosexual. He's homosexual. I'm attracted to humans. But, of course, not many. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Mm. Yeah, Morrissey was, was pretty asexual. He may have smelled like masturbation. Sure. But even then, you're, not if you're asexual. <laughs> That's... You're, yeah. you're self-sexual at that point, right? Something. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I guess that's true. If you're asexual, what are you what are you beating off to? Right, nothing. Uh, salads. Yeah, right. You're salad mm. sexual. <laughs> so we hot salad I saw the other day. So Zach, I don't know if you understand, but meat is murder. <laughs> oh, hot salad sounds terrible. The name of a great <laughs> album, the hot salad. Oh shit. Um. So okay, we we were having this discussion the other day. A friend of mine has a. a well, so okay, <clears throat> they were talking about our friend having a girlfriend, and then they were like, "No, no, not girlfriend. They identify as they, so they're non-binary, and they prefer the the term they." So then I was like, "What is the term then for girlfriend, but not girlfriend?" Right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, "Significant other," and they were like, "No, no, no, that's too significant." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay," and then I was like, "Partner," and then they were like, "No." And I was like, okay. Um, and then somebody said, fuck, buddy. And I was like, well, no. Like, not if you're, not a if you're going out in public and, like, cuddling. Yeah. Right? If you're doing more than fuck buddy stuff, you're not fuck buddies. Uh, so, like, it kind of stumped us. Like, I was, like, companion. And they were like, yeah, but that also sounds like not what it is. Right? Uh, and then it was, like, love interest, right? Or current interest. So what is the term for that? Is it, right. Do you have to say they friend? I'm on the Wikipedia page for genderqueer. Okay, thank you. Under the subheading pronouns and titles. Okay. So they, they're, them. Gotcha. They, see, hear, co, a. What the fuck? Major MX instead of Mr. or Mrs. This did not give me any. <laughs> any answers that you were looking for? Any answers. It gave me more <laughs> questions. I don't know. Okay, here we go. Five. Gender-neutral alternatives to boyfriend or girlfriend. Okay. Ha! And there's an ad, of course. Okay. Uh, partner, okay. But partner for them, for these guys, signet, uh, like you have to be in a long-term relationship for it to be considered partner. Okay. Lover, okay, so there's mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Significant other. But okay. again, not as significant. Oh, here you go. Boo. Boo. Huh. Yeah. And then, Goyfriend. G-O-Y-F-R-I-N-D, like girl and boy combined. Well, goy friend. Doesn't goy mean non-Jewish? Uh, yeah, a Jewish name for a non-Jew is a goy. Yeah. Like goy. Might... No, 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 it is it? Yeah, G-O-Y. I thought it was for, for Jewish. No, it's for, it's, uh, it's for non-Jews. Like a Jewish person might go, ah, fucking goys. Right, but mm. I thought it was for a Jewish boy. Mm-mm. No, I got Jewish name for a non-Jew. Informal derogatory. So, so they're goys. So they hate Jewish people. So it's Nazis. Gender queers are Nazis. We've solved it. Right. Essentially. (laughs) Oh, our job, our work here is done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're gonna get so much hate mail for that. Uh, Oh God. 
See, that would be a great title since we haven't done any, except it wouldn't be a great title. I know. I, I, I was <laughs> tempted to put it there, but I'm like, no. Let's not bring attention to what just happened. <laughs> yeah. How do you spell patchouli? Patchouli? Yeah. P A T C H O U L I? I was so Guessing? close. I don't even know. Was it? I don't know. Yeah. Patchouli. Okay. Great. Then that's there there we go. That's our that's our only episode title so far. Patchouli and feet. <laughs> Patchouli. Yeah. An hour and a half. Patchouli then. smelling motherfucker. <laughs> <sighs> oh good lord. <laughs> what what's everyone drinking tonight? James. I just finished drinking some zero sugar berry flavored Gatorade. Oh, nice. How was it? It was good. You know, tastes like berries. It's good. Yeah. I forget that Gatorade has uh, zero sugar things. Is there a big sugar issue with yeah. Gatorade? I could see that being a thing. Normal Gatorade yeah. has a ton of it, yeah. And salt, right? Yeah, in carbo- yeah, or uh, electrolytes, as it were. But, uh, yeah. Because I remember there was a whole scuttlebutt, right? There was a point where Gatorade was like, now with more electrolytes. And then every science teacher I had at the time was like, well, electrolytes mean salt. So they're It putting... means sodium and potassium and magnesium. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, yes, probably more salt, more salt flavor. And in order to get that salt flavor without making you drink a salty drink, they add more sugar. Yes, that makes sense. Plus, with the well, sugar makes you thirsty as well, so then you buy another Gatorade. Right. Right. I'm still thirsty. <laughs> Do you remember when they did the G1, G2, the G3 thing? Vaguely, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what that is. Um, there was, it, it was short-lived because most of them tasted terrible, and everyone just kept buying G3. But uh, it was G1, G2, G3. G1 was pre-workout, G2 was during workout, and G3 was post-workout. And supposedly, they chemically were set up to help you with each of those activities but everybody just wanted the post-workout taste this sounds like too much work for me you lost <laughs> yeah. me after pre and, and during and post yeah yeah so you're just doing just doing gatorade you're still are you uh are you a few weeks sober now james yes yes congratulations i, I did have thank you i had a fuck it day yesterday wherein i ate a bunch of carbs and sugar all day but I pointedly did not drink, even though I was given the opportunity to. Okay. Um, so I figured one or the other, right? You can't just have both because then you're fully back, like, you know, just making bad choices. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'll see how long it works, how long it lasts. I want to get to the point where I, I feel better for not drinking, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Rather than to just kind of like want it to happen all the time. Like, oh man, I wish you could have a drink. Like, okay, yeah, that means I probably shouldn't have a drink. So I'm going to see. So you're trying to make drinking an addition rather than make not drinking a subtraction. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's a, it's a good way of, of verbalizing it. And it may never be. You know, because I'm 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 really easily being like, okay, well, if it's an option, it's an option, right? right? So you can't just get, you know, a half a bottle of good whiskey. So if I get one, then I have to drink it all because I'm not the type of person to just sit there with it sitting here, 
right? I can't, I'm, you know. So I don't know. It, it may it may just be, to, uh, you know, where we only I only drink if I'm out or mm-hmm. if I'm at somebody else's house and it's there. Like it may just be a thing where I just don't buy any, any more booze for my house. I don't know. I will we'll kind of see how it goes. Okay, I've I've done things like this. Like this is a thing that started with me with, except in extreme circumstances, like a New Year's Eve party or something. But um, in general, we don't have beer in the house. Right. Because it's too, too hard not to drink it. Yeah, we were just drinking beer all the time when we had beer in the house. And yeah. then, so just beer became like, beer's fine. We can go somewhere and have a beer. But in general, we don't drink beer in the house. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm probably going to have to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes dieting very hard when you have beer readily accessible. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, I found a list. Mm. Sorry, to change the subject completely. The correct term is gender friend or NB friend, which is for non-binary. Boy, oh boy. Right? Yeah. Or there's burl, which is a mix of boy and girl, but a burl is also a piece of wood, so fuck Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Cuddle buddy. Or, oh, you could say their name. Interesting. So, like, (laughs) it it would be... Right? I know. (laughs) But it would be like the James friend. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh! And you add friend right. to it. Okay, I thought it was just like you could use their yeah, name right. instead of. Their name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked. That's a weird concept, right? Just saying somebody's name. <laughs> girl boyfriend, which is apparently non-offensive. Uh, boy girlfriend, obviously. Paramore. Both friend. I like that one. Both friend. The both friend. But it's for that one's specifically for bigender or androgynous people. Uh-huh. Or perhaps binary trans people. But I like the word both friend. I'm gonna use it from now on. It's a spectrum and I'm real far behind. There yeah. was there was this one point where there was this guy who was hanging around the community and it was known that he had a girlfriend. And then at some point I was working the bar at Showbiz and somebody came up and and got something. And then, like, walked off. And I said to someone, like, that was weird. And it was because this person who came up and got something was about 6'3 and skinny and obviously a man with long hair. Like, just, it was just very obviously a man with long hair and uh, a below-the-knee jean skirt. Okay, sure. But with like ankle high socks and low top converse and just a t-shirt that was a little small. And I was like, that person was, that that guy was dressed really weird. And everyone was like, oh, no, no, that's Robert's girlfriend. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that was Robert's girlfriend. That dude, that dude had like three day stubble. Oh, no, that's his girlfriend. That's whatever, Erica or something. Like, Okay. And that was the that was like the day where I was like, I need to take a step back on the this gender identity stuff because I am not equipped to just jump right in and use all the correct terms and <laughs> and correctly identify people. Because for me that was a man in a strange outfit. But okay. That's right. his, that's his girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> But I'm known for, I'm known for doing that for whatever reason, just within a certain circle of like picking someone out and making a comment and then having it turn out to be the worst possible person to have picked out and made a comment about. 
god. <laughs> Why is that lady walking so fucking weird? Well, she's got she's got MS. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. Zach, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking wine. Is this your from your from your box from your drunk box? Uh, uh, not one of the new ones, no. Because oh. I still need to go through the old ones. So I'm finishing off uh, one of the bottles of Zinfandel. Ah, ah. Yeah, so it's good. How about you? I got some wine. I've got some Robert Mondavi Private Reserve. Reserve? Private Selection Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice, nice. If I finish the Zinfandel, I'm going on to um, a Cabernet next. I get ca- I get uh, Cabernet because I like Cabernet, and I it turns out I like other things, but I don't ever remember what I like, so I <laughs> buy Cabernet. You just know that you like that, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like Old Vine Zin and Pinot Noir. Oh, I do Art like Art Old Vine Zin. That's right. I knew that. Yeah. I've never tried a non-Old Vine Zin. What's the difference? Um, like Young Vine Zin? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. It sounded like you said a German phrase. <laughs> Young Weinzen. Young Weinzen. Yeah. My um, mom. My mom texts me German things to to this day. It's like, oh, just take a just stop. No one else speaks German. My mom speaks German. What was well, it? Well, how are you, how are you going to learn to speak it if she just stops speaking it to you? Um, I never learned in the first place. I know some things, but in general. No, she just says German things at me, and I go, "Oh, okay." Sometimes she's in the middle of. <laughs> sometimes she's in the middle of writing something, and then she switches to German, and then I'm like, "What is this note? What does this say?" <laughs> this was it was yesterday. Seems like separate cars are necessary necessary today. Yeah, like okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, lady. Hey, I'll start throwing some French at you. Your your mom is Quentin Tarantino, by the way. Is she? Does yeah. he speak German? Is he a German boy? Well, I don't think so. But in the movie uh, Inglorious Bastards, uh-huh. he fucking, you know, there's frequently German speaking in the movie. And, and in the subtitles, when they, you know, when they do that, they, so like at one point they say, Wunderbar, and the subtitle says, Wunderbar. Oh. <laughs> Instead of it being wonderful. Yeah. Or they say, Jawohl, and the subtitles say, Jawohl. Oh. And it's like, yeah. you know, because those are, are common enough phrases that even non-German speakers know what the fuck they're saying. Sure, sure. So they don't need to, like, subtitle it. Sure. Oh, Lord. (laughs) I didn't know Reservoir Dogs was his first movie. Oh, yeah. It seemed like he had, like, his whole thing down by that. Right, because it set the pace for everything else. Yeah. Like, how do you... How do you let a non-known Tarantino do that film? Like, like I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in that fucking decision-making conversation with it's, him in the studio. It says it was independent. But still, it had to be funded from somebody. He wasn't just independently wealthy. He didn't be like, I'm going to blow like $2 million on this film real quick. Miramax distributed it. Um, there is a movie called Zombieverse. 
Right. Oh God, I've seen that movie. You've seen some oh my God, yeah. It's got that one comedian in it in the beginning and in the end. I don't remember his name, but the red hair, white guy with red I, hair. It's been so long since I've seen that. It's like a New York boy. Anyway, it's, it's so James. It's just as bad as it sounds. It's a horror movie where it's zombie beavers. Okay. And the whole thing even ends with a really oh. bad pun. John Mayer and Bill Burr are the truckers. Bill Burr. Bill, John yeah. Mayer? Ah, Bill. Yeah, according to Wikipedia. Well, if they got Bill Burr, I could see them getting John Mayer. It's very... Yeah. They, they probably filmed that scene, both of those scenes, that probably took one day. So I'm sure that probably is John Mayer. So anyway, um, Zombievers is a shitty, shitty horror movie mm-hmm. that... I, it, was, though I do... Before we... Before, sorry to interrupt. No. I do think that it's... One of those movies that was so bad, it was actually I thought kind of good. Like no, I enjoyed totally. watching it. Totally. Okay, there's even there's even a, a part where there's like the puppet of the zombie beaver. You can see the puppeteer. <laughs> 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 it's just it just like hits all the check marks of a bad horror movie, and I think it's bad on purpose. It has to be. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, Zombievers is a movie that was distributed by Universal. And I remember um, uh, Sean Sean Bacardo sat me down to watch Zombievers, and I watched all of it with him. And he was like, do you know why I showed you that? And I was like, no. <laughs> that, was a sh- <laughs> that was a shitty movie. I know you like Bill Burr, but like it, that was a shitty, shitty movie. And so then he brought me back to the opening thing where one of the first things you saw was the universal world spinning around. He goes, and he paused it on that, and he's like, Fucking Universal distributed this shitty movie. What's to stop us from like actually making a movie that can get distributed? And I'm like, well, I, honestly, literally nothing except them doing it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Zom- zombie. Well, and, and the fact that you don't have a producer, like, yes, yeah. this is a shitty movie, but it was produced by someone. Money came from somewhere to produced pay all of these is actors. Different from distributed. You're right. You're right. Right. Like once you make it. Then they can be like, okay, this is funny, or this plays to a certain audience. But like, you have to have capital up mm-hmm. front to make any kind of fucking movie. Yeah, Universal didn't make it at all. They they looked at a finished product and they said, okay, right, you can have some of our shelf space, and you can have some of our, you know, fucking putting it out. Yeah. Zombie Beavers ends with, um, it ends with, I think it's a like barrels of toxic waste that cause the zombie beavers. Yes. Okay. The, Just like in real life. At the really? end, yeah. at the end of the movie, another barrel falls off the truck, and then you see like a bunch of bees getting into the toxic waste, leading to the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leading to the poss- exactly the possible s- sequel of zombies. And then the third one is going to be bunnies, right? right. Zomb bunnies. Yeah. Zombievers. 2014 that came out yeah i did not see it in 2014 but uh, it's around when i saw it i'm pretty sure i i, I saw it on um on uh shit uh netflix one time i think or mm. something I don't know. um though i'm now reading wikipedia doesn't mention it but this one article does it might already have sequels out wow okay oh never mind never mind oh. something else yeah okay 
It grossed. <laughs> let's see. It, it, in Europe, it grossed twenty nine thousand. And in America, it grossed eight thousand dollars. As of twenty fifteen, the total U.S. gross seems like too much. <laughs> $14,000 for a total worldwide gross of $44,000. <laughs> so it's no end game. <laughs> I keep trying to see how much it cost. Oh. I well, looking at looking at who did it, the people who wrote it also did the music and like also were the directors. And stuff like that. So, as far as production, James, it seems like this one's a lot of just sweat equity. Fair enough. Fair enough. But ended up being distributed by. Well, this one says Freestyle, but I remember him showing me Universal at the at the beginning of the movie. Maybe they picked it up later. I don't know. Yeah, that was a bad movie. Yeah. As a beaver accidentally sets Mary's cousin's house on fire, Sam rises as a zombie. <laughs> like, do do these zombie beavers turn people into zombies too? Yes. Okay, okay. I mean, that would kind of make sense. If they're just eating you, that's a little less frightening. But, like, there's something, like, universally scary yeah. about, like... When you as a person die and you become a fucking zombie and then eat all of your loved ones. Let right? me let me give you a let me give you a couple sentences of the of the plot here, James. Uh, as a result of her wounds, Jen turns into a beaver like zombie and attacks Mary. As Jen's saliva falls into Mary's mouth, Sam rescues Mary by hitting Jen from behind. Mary and Sam look themselves in the bath, uh, lock themselves in the bathroom, and check each other for scratches. Satisfied that neither is wounded, they begin to have sex. But Jen interrupts them and kills Sam by biting off his penis. Meanwhile, Buck turns into a zombie and attacks Smythe. Zoe escapes by jumping through a window, bloodying herself in the process. Lovely. I, this <laughs> is amazing writing. That, oh, God. That, that about gives you a flavor of what you can expect when mm-hmm. you when you watch Zombievers. <laughs> and it cost a little, according to the director himself on Reddit, it cost a little under $2 million to make. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, right. so it's a total failure. Yeah, I guess the, the location they were shooting at cost $8,000 a day. Well, and that's another thing, right? Oh, that's why you need. Yeah. That sucks so bad <laughs> for what a terrible so, movie it was. So you need to forward that article to Picardo and be yeah. like, "This, this, this is what's preventing us." Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> oh man, yeah. have Wait. you heard of this movie, *Brightburn*? Yes, I. I uh, thought it, the trailers made it seem really cool, but I saw it kind of got middling reviews. So, uh, sure. what was the yeah. name of it? Brightburn. Brightburn. Hmm. I'm not gonna look it up. What's it about? Like it's an interesting take on Superman. So not specifically yeah. Superman. Apparently, it's its own comic. But like, there's this this kid who's from a, another planet, and he has all of Superman's abilities. He's super strong, he's impervious, he's got laser vision, he can fly. Uh, but his parents don't 
raise him the way Martha and Jonathan Kent raise Clark Kent. And so he becomes like an evil little bastard. And he's like terrorizing the town as an impervious child hmm. with heat vision and, and he flies and stuff. So it's like a, it's touted as a horror film. But uh, apparently the reviews are not that good, you said? I got like, I think it's at a 57 on Rotten Tomatoes. So not like terrible, but not what I was like hoping for. Is it already out? Because I still want to watch it. Oh, I still definitely want to watch it. Um, I think it came out this weekend. Did, oh, okay. Didn't Rotten Tomatoes just um, redo their system so that you have to prove you watched the movie in order to review it? I be- or oh. it, they made it cool, so I think that you don't... I think it used to let you um, review before the movie came out. And then I think they now allow you to, like, verify. Like, if you bought a ticket through them, then your review gets more weight, maybe? Oh, sure. I think you can still review it, but... I see. So it's also a money-making opportunity for them in addition to making it. I could be wrong. I'm just assuming that's how. I, I just went to their website and they mentioned verified ratings. Yeah. And it says, check out the audience scores with the ratings from viewers. We've verified bought tickets to the movie. I'm not sure if you can like take a picture or if it's through them. I know you yeah. buy tickets through them. If you buy tickets through them, then that, that adds up. So in addition to making themselves more uh, real as far as a rating system, because you see these things where like... Oh, oh okay. It's not just, uh, not just them. Oh. Uh, verify ticket purchases through Fandango, AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. Oh, good, good. But there, because there was a thing where like a movie would be three weeks away from anyone actually seeing it, and it would already have a rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, well, yeah. Well, this doesn't mean anything. <laughs> now I literally yeah. Well, well, there are some select audiences that can preview shit like that, right? Sort of. But it would I think be... the like straw that bo- broke the camel's back for them, so to speak, was um, when Captain Marvel was gearing up. Yeah, because it had like something like fifty thousand reviews, like audience reviews, like a week before it came out. Yeah, and there aren't that many screeners going yeah. out. Yeah, at least there aren't that many screeners, minus the people who don't go on Rotten Tomatoes to review a movie. <laughs> yeah. Because every single member of the Academy does not have a Rotten Tomatoes account. Yeah, what well, if that was mandatory, though? Wouldn't oh, that shit. be terrible? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about dystopian. So uh, right now, uh, Brightburn is sitting at a 57 critic, 70% audience. So, I mean, anything above normally, like... 30 or 40 critic I normally think is probably still like worth watching yeah Brightburn is this a Marvel is this a uh, I don't think it's Marvel I think it's actually a DC super villain right hmm. like cause they I saw something be. that likened it to the comic oh I closed my tab nope there it is okay Brightburn comic Maybe? I don't know. The same guy? Uh, it's James Gunn. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll go see it in the next week or two. 
Still need to see John Wick also. But do you? Why does everyone yes. love John Wick? Oh, it's just so over the top. <laughs> that's that's, that's why I like reason. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're, you're scaring uh, me away from watching it. Why would I want to watch that? I've never seen any John Wick. Me either. Oh, really? Okay. No well, try, plans. If you get bored, try the first one one day. All right, we'll see. I've heard the first one was a, a pretty good movie, like, all around. It's the least over the top. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I haven't seen the third one yet, but based on the trailers, it I, looks like it's just ramping it up even more. I and also the... It, the oh, go ahead. Was just I heard about the dog. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, they were talking to... They were interviewing the guy who plays the concierge in the movies because apparently there's something something an assassin hotel that everyone lives in and something something in the first John Wick the dog dies and so, uh, so everyone's yeah, real concerned mean, about the dog and John Wick 3 this is what I got from the <laughs> from the interview no, from, with the concierge guy <laughs> from what I understand having never seen the movie uh-huh. and Zach feel free to correct me on this please um, John Wick, the character, is a former, like, assassin, a former hitman for the mob, and he's retired, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do anything, and then, in order to send him a message, the mob comes in and, like, kills his dog. Like, no, fuck you, like, you're going to do what we say, and then he's like, oh, really, bitch, and he goes and kills everyone. (laughs) That's that's a pretty good summary, I would say, yeah. Okay. There's some other stuff that gets it to that point, but yeah, um, that's... about the dog is the thing that tips him over. Yeah, yeah. Because there's more... Like, obviously, having someone kill your dog would suck, but there's some importance to the dog, too. Uh, okay. Uh, more so than just it being his dog. Hmm. Like, I'm guessing his daughter or his ex... Uh, both friend gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> you're... you're yeah, I mean, it's, it's spoilers for a movie that's pretty old at this point. But yeah, basically, as his wife's like dying of some disease, um, she like the day after or like it doesn't really say when, but after she's died and everything, she basically has had it set up to send him like a letter and then have this dog for him so that he's not alone. And oh, then, like, so it's very I am he, legend. Yes. Kind of, yeah, Flavors so then it's I like imagine. just him and the dog for a few weeks, and then um, you get some people like want to steal his car, basically, and um, the dog's barking, so they kill it. Jesus. Yeah. And so then he uh, decides to kill everyone. Keanu's in the new Toy Story. Really? As who? Uh, a character that doesn't make any sense, probably, and won't until you see the movie, I guess, because it's got some <laughs> it's got some crazy name. But he's in it. He's one of the is first uh, first build. Is it Neo? It's not Neo. It's not Neo. <laughs> Neo. <laughs> have we have we talked before about uh, um, the I Am Legend book? I think so. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's no dog in that book. I'll tell you that much. The book is way better than the movie, yes. Way better. There's no dog. There's no wife. There's no daughter. There's also no zombies. I feel like it's a better ending, too. Oh, I don't, uh, don't remember the ending. It depends what you think better would be. I think, I mean, it makes more sense to me that he wouldn't live 
and that he becomes the legend of man, and that okay, the, then, mankind then, is now onto a new version of the Yeah, in that case, yeah, it's it's a much more like meaningful in, ending, yeah. Yes, that's right. Hey, um, James, do you know the name of the guy in I Am Legend? Uh, no. It's Ri- it's Richard Matheson. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. That's someone also we, known as James Key. Yeah, someone someone we know. He's oh, okay. who's a part of the spectrum that we've talked about in theater of guys with a beard. Oh, and we all get of, confused of with each other. Like you yeah. would at someday we'll someday we'll all line up. Like that would be a really fun joke at a Willie's, James. Is if we got everybody all the bearded white guys and we all like stood in a line from shortest to tallest to biggest to smallest kind of thing. And we're like, listen, listen everybody. <laughs> I'm this one, you're this one. <laughs> Stop But I think us it confused. would be funnier if we each said another one's name. Yes. Oh, right? God. Like, you get to be Rich. Rich gets to be James. James yeah. gets to be Martin. <laughs> exactly. Martin gets to be Dennis. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Oh, uh, sorry. I misspoke. The author is Richard Matheson. The character is Robert Neville. Okay. Same, same. Same, same. Oh, I thought that's what we were talking about. Uh, there's, there's just a guy named Rich Matheson, who's uh, another bearded yeah. white guy, and uh, also the author of I Am Legend, apparently, back in yeah, apparently. Uh, 1954. Wow, that was early. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the drinking makes more sense, though. Yeah. Because they didn't... <laughs> there's a lot of drinking, but they didn't focus on the drinking. And so, being in 1954, there we go. That That's just sense. what you did. Mm-hmm. He also wrote, oh, I Am Legend inspired Night of the Living Dead. Okay. But, but he also wrote The Last Man on Earth and The Omega Man. What's The Omega Man? I don't know. It's a movie in 71. Uh, <laughs> b- 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 it's based on I Am Legend. Charlton Heston stars the Omega Man. Oh, so those are the three movies that are based on the book I Am Legend. Last Man on Earth, the Omega Man, and then I Am Legend. Last Man on Earth is Vincent Price. Here I am looking at the internet again. (laughs) You made it a couple of hours. You're okay. I did. Yeah. Yeah, you did good. No, Better than I think anyone else. Vincent Price. Do you remember his character in uh, 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 Mouse, the Great Mouse Detective? Oh, yes. So oh, good. Yeah. That was Rattigan. so good. Mm-hmm. Rattigan or Rattigan. Or <laughs> uh, do you remember his character in Edward Scissorhands? No, I haven't seen that movie very much. Ever or just since you were a wee lad? When I was a wee lad, it was a weird movie that I would catch if I was up really, really late watching TV. And then I think like once as an adult, I watched it on purpose. I'll be right back. It's okay. uh, early Tim. Like it's very stylized in that regard. Right. Because I remember as like an eight year old being very confused by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little heady for an eight year old, but um yeah, I mean it's cool. So basically, it, he played the crew of it, and 
Gonna have to repeat that. He played. Oh, Vincent Price played the creator of Edward Scissorhands. He oh. was the uh, the cookie factory guy. Who? I do. I don't remember this part of the movie. <laughs> All right, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, it's the whole, whole beginning of the movie. I just remember um, she was in a place and she was looking at newspaper clippings and then she found him and then she took him home. Yes. That's about 20 minutes into the movie. Oh. Just... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so Vincent Price is an event, an inventor and he uh-huh. invents stuff and he has like, uh, like machines and stuff. And so he has all these machines that make cookies. Uh, and then, but he's lonely and he never had a son. And so he decides to build himself a son and he repurposes his cookie making machine, uh, into Edward Scissorhands. Um, huh. and he, you know, he teaches him like how to be a gentleman and he teaches him like, uh, propriety and like, like that sort of like, like, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like the ritual of like, like proper, like dining and, and, like gentlemanly, like, you know, how to be proper, like your fork goes on the left side and you bow and you say, you know, this and that. And then, but he's got scissors for hands. And Mm so, um, as a final gift, uh, Vincent price makes hands for him and he goes to give them to him and he has a heart attack. And then Edward Scissorhands goes to, uh, to hold him and to cuddle him and cuts the fuck out of him. Just like cuts him up. Uh, and so then he lives in dark shadows for the rest of his life until uh, Diane Weist goes and tries to sell some Avon to whoever lives up in the house in this big mansion that's up on top of the hill and dark and covered in cobwebs. And then she finds him, uh, and his face is all cut up because he's got nothing but scissors on his hands. Uh, and then she's like, you know what? Come back with me. Like, I have stuff for those scars. Like, and you're going to come and live with me now. <laughs> huh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't remember any of this, Zach. We're just talking about how I just I just don't really know Edward Scissorhands, so he was explaining the plot to me. Yeah, I've actually have never seen it either. The genesis of Edward Scissorhands came from a drawing by then teenage director Tim Burton, which reflected his feelings of isolation and being unable to communicate with people around him in suburban Burbank. Wait, was he a teenager when he directed that movie? No, no, no. He just Wait, drew. So. He just drew Edward Scissorhands when he was a teenager. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. I don't like. I don't like Tim Burton generally. As a per- person or as a director? As a as an idea, as a concept. Okay. Oh, gotcha. shit. <laughs> I think he ruined Bonham Carter. <laughs> From what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a what's his statement. From what? Uh, he was married to Helena Bonham Carter for a long time. Um, I think that she was doing she was doing fine, and then she got with him, and just she got weird too. And they're both just weird gothic people. I don't know. What? Okay, was she doing fine? Like you're basing that off of uh, Marla Singer in Fight Club? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Fight, <laughs> Fight Club's a great movie. She's a great, yeah. <laughs> I would have opened a lot of doors for her. I think it did. And then every time she stepped through those doors, people were like, oh, no, you're really batshit crazy. Never mind. 
I don't know <laughs> if she was crazy or if that's Burton's fault. Maybe Burton made her crazy. Ah, uh, <laughs> maybe, or maybe she was just like nutsy Fagan from the get go and was like, "Hey, maybe we can pair our crazies together." You Mr. could be. Burton. You absolutely could be right. I don't know that you're not. <laughs> Oh, she just keeps going. She's just doing all kinds. Oh, she's the fairy godmother in Cinderella. She's in Ocean's 8. Yeah, no desire to see that shit. And she's always got boobs. Did you guys know this? That Helena Bonham Carter has boobs? Like that they exist? I did know that. Yeah, she does her best to make sure no one forgets. (laughs) Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Zach, how was your pee-pee? Oh, it was good, thank you. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, it felt very nice. Are you guys at the stage in life yet where you're doing machine gun pissing? What does that mean? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? So, no. It was, it was from this... Uh, uh, series that I started watching with Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas, uh, the Kaminsky's method, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, is that what it's called? I don't know. Oh, so basically they're old dudes and Alan Arkin is, is, uh, is old producer or, or agent. And Michael Douglas is a, an acting teacher. Yeah, it is the Kaminsky method. And, uh, they hate each other, but they love each other. You know, they've got like a, just like a fuck you relationship. And at one point, uh, Alan Arkin goes to take a piss. And then Michael Douglas goes, man, is you, you're a machine gun pisser just like me, which is basically when you get old, you have to pinch it to, to get some pressure behind it and you pee. And then the pressure dies down, you pinch it. And so you just keep like stop and starting your piss. Whoa. <laughs> do you have to do this, James? Uh, as a machine gun, but yes, yeah, I usually give a little bit of a pinch to get some pressure building, and then I'm good to go. Weird. It's a it's a, it's a normal thing. I believe I don't I don't know that you're wrong. <laughs> uh, huh. It may have some correlation though. Too, I had a weak bladder when I was younger. I uh, I actually wet the bed until I was about twelve. Hmm. So. I yeah I used to have trouble with bedwetting longer than most kids. <laughs> did you guys ever um, see an increase? So I I did I didn't have that issue. I when once I was potty trained, that was about it. But then, except for yeah, I don't know dates. But anyway, even through like a couple of times around like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, when it would get incredibly cold at night, I would wet the bed. And so I always thought that that was, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced doing that, but I always thought that was like an evolutionary thing of like, I'm cold, so my body's trying to push all the warm stuff out to help me warm up. Yeah, just like when you get into a pool, you pee. But yeah. I think it's more for the contractions of the, the muscles, right? It, it's not so, something that followed you into your my water. 20s. So it did. <laughs> right. It's not still right. going on. Ooh, cold night going on. Better ready to get my diaper out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. Yeah, I can see that. But you but you get cold so everything contracts and it there's less room for the pee. Yeah, and it's less uh like it's harder to to use your frenial muscles to stop the pee. Frenial you muscles. Know? That's a thing. Yeah. On your taint. Huh. Your which we don't have or your pelvic floor, I suppose, because we don't have uh, you know, cervical muscles. Sure. But so when you you know, if you have to pee and you're holding it, you're flexing those muscles. Yes. I flexed right? them so, just now when you said on your taint. I went, woo, there it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's also for ladies who are listening, that's how you make your pee pee dance. Uh-huh. Because Go, you, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Yeah, you just, does the wave. Yeah, it, yes it does. Oh, yes, it does. Or it goes like a, a diving board. Bing. Right. Yeah, depending on, on <laughs> how into the situation you are. Right. Yeah. I'm doing the wave yeah. right now because you guys just turn me off. Boom. <laughs> 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 oh god damn. Uh, we talked about some stuff on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Alright, let me close Hell in the Bottom Carter tab because no one needs that. Yeah. No. no one. No one. She's just the worst. There's a lot of people I think are the worst. <laughs> oh, God. And un- undeservedly so. I think Forrest Whitaker's the worst. Forrest Whitaker's done nothing to me. He's got yeah. a, he's what got, is it about him that is the worst? He's got a lazy eye and he played Idi Amin. I think those are the two big things that make me hate Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Never mind that fucking terrible uh, Battlefield Earth movie that should never have been made ever. How about the fucking phone booth? Get out of the phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) Can't see it, but I did a lazy eye when I said that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Mike said Forrest Whitaker has the best Cockney accent he's ever heard from a non-native. Who said this? Your nanny? Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine's... Michael Caine's... He's fine. <laughs> I think I've told you guys. Fine. Have I told you guys the story of how I killed Heath Ledger? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hated Heath Ledger. That'd Maybe be... refresh, remind. Oh, um, <clears throat> I I maintained my my friends and I maintained that Heath Ledger was the worst actor in Hollywood because he had only done bullshit up until this point. And so one night, while <laughs> getting drunk, we just said Heath Ledger's the worst. He's just the worst. He should just die. And we just kept proclaiming that all night. Heath Ledger should just die. And it was like the headline the next morning was Heath Ledger dead. We're like, oh shit, we 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 killed him. <laughs> We killed Heath Ledger. Oh, my God. You might have. Well, and then Dark Knight fucking came out, and we went, oh, no, what have we done? <laughs> what he, did you do indeed, CJ? Yeah. Bastard. We were just watching 10 Things I Hate About You and the the one with Jarvis, the medieval one with Jarvis. What am I thinking of? Night's Tale. Night's Tale. Oh, Night's Tale. Oh, I used to love that movie. <laughs> There's a Jarvis. lot. Yeah, the blonde guy in Knight's Tale plays Jarvis and then Vision. Oh! No, actually, uh, Jarvis is voiced by uh, Jude Law. No. Yeah. Paul Bettany. Is, is Vision, sure. No, Paul Bettany is Jarvis. Are you for sure on that, or are you... 
I have to look that up now. Do it. All right. Looking it up. Wait, I lost my IMDb. He played Jarvis in Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The Avengers, Iron Man 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America Civil War, and Avengers Infinity War. Uh, all right. Well, that's fair. Which, to be fair to Avengers Infinity War, Civil War, and Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron is the place where that splits, uh, that was also being Vision. Right. Because Jarvis now has a body. Right. You guys ever seen the movie Dogville? Uh, is that the skateboard boy? No, no. It's uh, it's it's a weird like looks like it's written to be a play, but it isn't. But Lords it's, of Dogtown. I'm thinking of Lords, Lords of, of Dogtown. Dog That's what right. you were thinking. Woman on the uh, run from the mob is reluctantly accepted in a small Colorado town. In exchange, she agrees to work for them. Yeah, it's really intense. It's like three hours long, but it's really, really well acted just all around. I'm trying to think of what you're thinking of with Jude Law and Marvel movies. Jude Law's in Captain Marvel. He is, but I, so I just was confused. I apparently okay. Jude Law sounds like like Paul Bettany. His voice. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. A lot of people in this dog town got Lauren Bacall, Patricia Clarkson. Yeah. Is that the woman I'm thinking of? Uh, yep, that's her. Hello, Patricia. Uh, Philip Baker Hall, John Hurt, John Hurt, narrating. No, it's it's brilliant. Like it, talk about a study in acting. Like every so there the the set of the show, there are no walls. There are lines painted on the ground for streets and for where the houses are, but everybody's in their house doing their thing, completely visible to everyone the entire time. Huh. Uh, and then it gets just worse and worse. So like she she starts like working off her free stay there. She's like running from somebody. She doesn't tell them that she's running. But they're like, hey, you're a stranger. What are you doing? And she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, in order for staying here, let me just help you guys out, whatever way that you need help. And they all start, like, adding more and more shit to the help that they need from her. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and then, and, you know, some of the guys are like, well, I I need help by, I need you to sleep with me. You know, and she's like, no. And then they're like, no, but you're going to do it because you fucking have to. Oh, is this Uh, a Lars von Trier? Is this a Lars von Trier? Where is it? Where is it? Oh. Yes. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, writer and director. Yes, this is uh, very, so it's a very uncomfortable film, but it's brilliantly acted. That's that's him. That's his. He's made his career by going to places that other people won't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people probably shouldn't go here, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely worth watching. All right. And I'll say this without because I want you guys to watch it, so I don't want to spoil it. It makes you feel really, 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 really what? Bad, oh. just like bad for being a human until the end. And it's 